The bone. Yeah. Let's talk, man. Let's do it, man. Uh, day six, episode six, bro. Episode number six. How did we get this far already? It doesn't even feel like it's that far. No. It feels so good right now. It's like we've hit a stride almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our setup time's easier. We're hitting peak velocity. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? Good, good. Uh, went to a professional conference. So that was really cool. I forgot about that. I literally yeah. forgot that you got back yesterday or two days ago, whatever. Got it back was. on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I talked to a lot of people. I was going to say, how was the connectedness? So good, man. It was so good. I could only imagine, bro. Now, some sessions I didn't take as much out of, but that's okay. Of course. I'm, I'm learning that like I don't have to be 100% excited about everything that I walk out of. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. It's okay. Even if I take a small nugget here and a small nugget there, I can like piece things together. Yeah. You know, definitely. But I think there's always something to take. Oh, yeah. If you have the right perspective, like just, oh, he this person handled that well or this person did this really well. Let me try to incorporate this unless it's a complete shit show. I mean, then there's really right. nothing you could do. But uh, there's always something to take, even if the content wasn't there, even if there's no content you could take. There's always the social aspect. Of yeah, like, exactly. Oh, how did I respond to this? Yeah, 100 oh, you know percent. I mean. Yeah, Pete was mentioning how there was this man there that was, he's like, I need to meet you. Like, I need to talk to this guy. Oh, yeah, John Strong. Shout out to John Strong. Yeah. You are an incredible human being. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we both got up out of the table at the same time. It's like we were synchronized swimming, but we were not in the pool. Oh, that's sick. We got up, same time. At the same time, put our hands out to shake this guy's hand. He looked at both of them and was like, oh, which one do I shake first? <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, bro. How was your week? It was it was good. I can't complain. Celebrated getting into PT school a little bit. Yeah, you did. Popped a bottle. Ooh. You know. I mean, other than that, very low key, very chill, little movie night, nothing crazy. Yeah. Tell the audience where you're going. Where am I going? Oh, where am I going? Where are you going? I'm going to Mercy College. Yeah, you are. Yeah. DPT class of twenty twenty five. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. It's exciting, dude. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm so excited. And this is the place, right? Yeah, this was number one. This was like where I wanted to go. 20 minutes from home, weekend program, love the culture. They like were promoting interpersonal relationships. Oh my gosh. To an like an insane amount. And I was like, it was to a point where in my interview, I was like, all right, I think I said connectedness and interpersonal relationship too much. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to sell it too much. Yeah. But it's just, like, who I am. Like, that's just what I love. So I really, I'm excited. And I don't start until September 6th. Oh, wow. So I have one more summer, which is. Oh, wow. Dope. I thought that you started in the summer. Every program's different, bro. Oh, yeah. I also start in September. Yeah. So I know Hunter, when Alexia was going, she started, like, five days after graduation. I might be, like, being dramatic. But wow. Like, first week of June type thing. Yeah. Um, I think Pete said for New York Medical, it's around that it's time. July. That, that like the first week of July. Oh, it is? Yeah, so like July. So oh, that. wait, no, June. Yeah, I'm thinking it's June. June. It yeah, everyone's first different. week of June. Yeah, yeah, he was mentioning it yesterday. But, I mean. Crazy. Adapt. Roll the punches. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to work as much as I can. And then yeah. take it from there, bro. That's so sick. Yeah, dude. I'm 
Oh, I'm so freaking excited. Are you nervous? Yeah, 100%. Are you fearful? I don't want to lie a little bit of. It's still like that, oh, am I good enough? Am I going to be able to manage my moments, manage my time? Like, that aspect, am I ready for this insane curriculum? But, like, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of doing, like, this imagery thing where, like, I'm imagining myself having that stress and having that, like, oh, this is harder than I thought. But I already imagined it, so, like, I'm ready to know that. Yeah, I'm preparing that it's going to be harder than I thought. Wow, that's a cool strategy. Yeah, bro. Imagery was huge, especially in, like, my powerlifting career and stuff. Imagery was, like, next level for me. Yeah. Because it's, like, all those... All that stress you perceive in the moment, it's like you kind of already prepared for it because you really like thought about the situation like in depthly. Like you like feel the bar, you see the bar, it's like you feel the squat. It's like, okay, I know what I'm going to feel and it, you prepare yourself for it. But I, I take it with life in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't just imagine working out or the worst of PT school. You imagine what possibly what could go on this afternoon yeah or 100 go on tomorrow yeah 100 yeah. yeah do you think preparing for the worst enables you to be equipped for the present what do they say prepare for the worst no expect the worst or something like that yeah expect something like expect the worst and I don't. I, f- I forgot the saying. Yeah, but I think it stems back into like that reaction versus responding. Oh. I think doing the preparation and doing the imagination or the imagery allows you to take the step back and like or stop in the moment and respond rather than react or still react but control your emotions better when you're about to respond. You know what I mean? Yeah, I relate this a lot to like roller coaster rides. In the sense oh. that when you're on a roller coaster, you may, like, the fir- for the first time, right? For ro- first time you're on a roller coaster, you don't know the course. So it's unpredictable and uncontrollable. We talked about this. It's the most stressful thing or could be the most stressful thing. And when you're on your way up, because I'm just going to do that sort of, you know, scene. You're, yeah, you're yeah, on 100%. your way up. Click, 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 oh, click, click, click. I haven't heard that in forever. Crazy, right? Yeah. You're on your way up. Click, 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 click. And then you get to the top where the clicking stops. And it's like, when? When, it's it, like, we, when, when are we dropping? Right. When yeah. are we doing it? And then you actually experience the drop. And it's like, oh, like you get these, you know, either euphoric and amazing, intense happiness or you get this stomach drop and you think that you're about to die. Yeah. And, uh, you know, relating that back, I feel like, you know, if you expected or prepared for that drop, it might equip you with some of the strategies to actually handle it versus if you didn't prepare for that drop and it just happened unexpectedly and you didn't know what to do, you could be shocked into the moment. Mm. And that like could cause panic or a reaction, like, faint. Yeah, it could cause that that physiological reaction. Yeah, but let's let's talk about one of the most unpredictable and uncontrollable events today. I love that transition. I was waiting for it. I knew it was gonna come. I, I didn't know how it was gonna happen, and it came. That was sick. Yeah, let's. Yeah. W- what's the most unpredictable moment? Death. Yeah, it is, bro. It's inevitable, though. It's going to happen. 
to everyone. Everyone's going to die. But it's so unpredictable. When's it going to happen? You know what I mean? So I think that's where the fear stems from. The unpredictable. Like. Quick question. Would you want to know when you die? Nah. No. So I've asked that question to 18 people now. And 18 for 18 people have said no. Why? Why yes? I have my rebuttal for like why you're going to say yes. So say your answer and I already have my rebuttal ready to go. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that I would say yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were going into Oh, no, like, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply creating a scientific experiment in my own mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't like implying, 18 for 18. 18 for 18. Yeah, I wasn't implying that I would have said yes. I don't. It, I'm, at this point, you know, I'm living each day to its fullest. Yeah. And I feel like if you were to know... God willing, right? Like, you know, you just had this voice in your head that told you or you just kind of can see into the future and you're like, oh, on this date, at this time, at this hour, I'm going to die. It takes it takes the life out of life. Yeah, because it's like a countdown. You're bringing time back into it. It's a ca- like there was a TikTok. I keep bringing up TikToks because I love it. I watch way too many of them. But it was like people are wearing a watch or like they have a hologram of a timer on their chest and it like counts down until they're like going to die. Like the movie In Time. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, movie. it's very similar to that. In Time, I guess. With Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So it's like you're going to be more focused on like dying, getting your orders in fair, like just not really focusing on the living aspect. But I mean. I say no to wanting to know if I want to die because it's like, I don't care. I, In my opinion, I would live my life the same. So, like, I don't need to know. Would you, though? Yeah. Like, the cliche, live your life as it's, like, your last. Live today as if it was your last. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, I mean, so it's a it's great like, saying. But, like, do we actually do that? That is what we're practicing, though. That's what I'm practicing. That's what we're practicing, yeah. Yeah. Like... Who knows? I could, like, knock on wood that it doesn't happen. Could drive home tonight. Boom. Drunk driver. Right. I'm done. Crash. Who knows? So, like, I'm going to talk in this podcast like it's my absolute last, and I'm going to be super grateful for it and super mm-hmm. present within it. You know? The, the hug I give you goodbye, I'm going to be super present mm. and put all of my energy into that hug. I think we take family for granted. Yeah, I do. I do. I'll be the first I to admit do. it. Yeah. Yeah. And with Thanksgiving coming up in a few days, it makes me think about death in relationship to family specifically, you know? Yeah. Like it's a it's it's one thing to conceptualize death for yourself, but to then conceptualize a death of your family member or of a family member, it it really hits a little differently. Yeah, bro. It does. We had this conversation that um, when you came over my house for like the fire pit and it's like I'm not scared of people dying because I do know it's reality. It's going to happen. But it is like what I've attached myself in that person. That's like a piece of me is gone now. Like is the piece of you gone or is it just the piece that you can't physically see anymore? That. Yeah, it is. That was philosophical as fuck. But like. In, like, plain terms, like, that's what I'm feeling. I feel like all the love I've given, all, like, all that person has has given me in my life, the wisdom, the experience, this and that, it's, like, gone. Yeah. 
like it's it's scary. You know, it's scary to think about. It's sad to think about. But of course, life goes on. You're praying that you're hoping that they're in a better place. Their spirit lives on. Things like that. I just thought about something though. If the love and the memories that you gave this person, you put yourself into this person. A part of yourself is in this person. If it's truly a part of who you are, is it ever gone? Or is it just... No, because you're living it every day. Yeah, right. You're living it every day. So instead of thinking that it's gone, what's another way we can think about it? Like, it's not gone. It's just blank. Um... Don't know. I'm not afraid to say I don't know. It's just I, there. I don't know. It's there. It's, it's in it's you. There. It's in yeah. you. Because people say, "Oh, even though they're gone, they're still with you." But they're not. Though. They're not. No, but they are. They're not physically with you. They might right. not even be spiritually with you. But all the lessons learned and all the experiences you had to make you who you are today is with you. Those vibrations are with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can feel those vibrations to your core. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's why we tell stories. Exactly. You know. So I think that's why it's like, oh, they live on. But they live on in you, essentially. Yeah. It's ki- it's weird to think about. But, like, one of the things that we're talking about that's kind of easier for me to make sense of. Because like, my mind goes all the over the place when we talk about some, th- some things sometimes. This one's kind of like, yeah. They do live with us. They're like, everything we've taken from them. Jessica, let me ask you a question. Talk why, to me. Why do we get sad? Why do we get sad when someone dies? I think it's that attachment aspect, that physical aspect. Yep. You're just to wake up one day and someone you've seen 20% of your life is just gone forever, physically just gone. And the pain you see other people in because they're gone. Right. It's like that. That's what hits me the hardest. Transferred pain. Yes. The empathy. Like, dang. Like, I'm not as sad as her, but seeing her that sad is like killing me. Right. It's like going to a funeral or a wake for someone that you had no idea existed or or there had no relationship yeah Yeah, bro it's like you're going to a friend's grandfather's wake of some sort right and you're there to support your friend but while you're there you see all the turmoil you see all of the turmoil and you can't help but choke up yeah bro 100% and sometimes that turns even even more intense yeah bro where like you start crying or feeling these emotions just as much as they are because i think it's rooted in the gratefulness of your own because you're seeing somebody else this sad because they lost somebody but it's like like i'm gonna lose that somebody too one day so let me take advantage of every moment that we have together but it's so much easier said than done because again like that like that yeah It gets super hard though to practice that in the moment because sometimes you'll be super hard, like you'll be so pissed at your mom or your dad for something. 
And all you want to do is just scream, yell, throw something, punch something. Or ignore them. Or ignore them, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's, you know, acknowledge that everyone has a different way of going about pain. <clears throat> but in that moment, we often forget where those feelings come from. And I think they come from this deep nature, innate reaction of love. Like we do a lot of what we do out of love. And it's because we love something so much for it or them or whatever it is that you love to fall short of your expectations of a certain conversation of a certain event and a certain action that they said they were going to do we feel pain because we love so hard are you setting your expectations high because of that love i think a lot of us set our expectations high Absolutely. And I think we should. We yeah. absolutely should have a high expectation. Like, I love this person, so I want them to be their best self. I want uh, best self. What is best self? But you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I want them to be the best version of themselves, whatever that may be. And it's like, if that expectation isn't met, it's like you're so much more emotional towards that person because you love them so dearly. If I'm training a random client, that might not meet my expectation, it's very easy for me to say, it's okay, like, next time, like, we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. But if it's Gabby I'm training, right, for Lord knows how long, we, have, we but, like, it's weird, like, I'm telling you this, like, if you're too close to the person, it's super hard to train. Because, again, yeah. I have these expectations because I love her so much, I just want her to be killing it. Right. You're putting yourself in her. Yeah, and it's like, hey, yo. And it's like... Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yo, bro. But like, Pause. Pause, big time. I I see what you mean. I love Spetschett, I thought. But yeah. You're training Gabby, and you're impatient. Exactly, because I'm expecting so much of her. So when that expectation isn't met, it's like, damn, shine. Mm. Figure it out, bro. Come on, man. But then like we have the conversations, and it's like, oh, damn, I'm sorry for making you feel this way. Like, I am doing this because I love you. I'm sorry. I'm going to take this a step back and treat you with a little bit more respect and, like, leeway. Okay, so I just had a thought. I'm just rambling, so give it to me. So, what if the people we love... I'm sorry, let me back up. What if we can see far greater potential in the people we love. And so because of that anticipation of the reward of, oh, I know how great you can be. And in the moment, they're not living up to the expectation of that. You're tampering with that anticipation of the reward. And that is our greatest sense of dopamine. A like reward. The, our, yeah, the, no, the anticipation of the re- reward is far greater than the reward itself. So, oh, yeah, I just was thinking about this. Like, your anticipation for Gabby to be the, quote, best version of herself Just possible, All right, let's do, right, let's do instead, of, I don't like that, so let's do squat. 
So like just seeing her hit a perfect squat. Okay. So your anticipation of her, I like how you defined that. You operationally defined what we just talked about. If you don't know what operationally defined is, Google it. Anyways, so you – okay, so your expectation <laughs> for her and the best squat, right, that we said, your expectation for her best squat is something that you can see her doing. You can literally see her doing it, but because she's not doing it, she is messing with your anticipation. anticipation. Yeah, bro. Right, and so now we get super impatient because we're like, uh, uh, no, no, no. I want this. I need this. But do you need it for you or do you need it for her? And I think when we turn the empathy switch on, we realize that we really want it for them, and that we should really just meet them where they currently are. Because if we don't meet them where they currently are they're not going to understand your anticipation and your love for them. And they're going to either start to blame themselves or start to blame you. So essentially, I don't do this out of love. I do this because I'm a selfish asshole. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Because the tempering of my anticipation, I care about that more than like, the the like reward of her actually performing uh-huh. a perfect squat. Uh-huh. But this bro, this is like gambling. Scott stock market. It's like yes. I, I know what you're talking about that dopamine drop. It's not winning the money. It's like, am what? I gonna win? Am I gonna win? What? Am I gonna win? And then it's like, oh, I won. That's why when we win the money, we always go back for more. Yeah, because you want that anticipation you want feeling. Anticipation, again. exactly. Oh damn. That's why when we smoke cigarettes, we're not satisfied after after smoking, like if if the reward itself was enough, then we would never want anything else ever again. Whether it goes to drugs, whether that goes to fitness, whether that goes to money, whether that goes to anything. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to like connect this to life. Yeah. And just the anticipation of everything. Like in my career as a physical therapist as a like going to be a physical therapist oh bro like am i getting a dopamine high of the anticipation of a person reaching that goal 100% you are like post op rotator cuff range yeah. of motion is here like, i'm just saying it, really bad it's here and here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like 25 degrees of a-, a abduction or flexion which is really bad for people that can't see me on youtube um, so I have an, like, I'm anticipating them getting to like 180 or 180, right? 180, mm-hmm. 90. Like I'm anticipating that. And it's like, I want them to get there. I want them to get there. I want them to get there. And it's like, oh, they got there. But it was that anticipation that was building up. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So basically we just do everything because we're selfish. That's a terrible way to look at it. No, but okay. Like, you know my intentions as a human being. And when you know that, you realize that when I say selfish, it's not in a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, oh, we, we're selfish because we're egotistical assholes. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm basically saying that everything that we do has a selfish, even just if it's a tiny little bit, like a 1% selfish intent. Like a little interaction. Tiny interaction. Yeah. Okay, for example, I'm walking down the street, 
and I see someone that I don't know. And I like their shoes. Right? 99% of the reason why I'm going to say, hey, I love your shoes, is to make them feel good. Right? But 1% of that is for me to see a smile on their face because I also want like that to brighten up my day. Yeah. yeah or like I had that anticipation. Ooh. Just. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I just literally smashed my face <laughs> with this microphone. Anyways, oh, but shit. yeah, like the one, like the tiny 1%, it could even be smaller than 1% of me saying, oh, hey, I love your shoes, is for me to see that smile for my own sake. Yeah. I, I see that. I see that in f- physical therapy. Talk about it. Like, I tell people all the time, it's like, if I'm in the clinic and I'm giving exercises and I've been with this patient slash client, whatever the case may be, for five months, two days a week, I live, live for that smile on their face. Mm-hmm. When they reach 180 degrees of flexion, when we're working out and they can put a can of be- a fake can of beans in a shelf, like that little giggle. That little mm-hmm. child that comes out like, oh, I did it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm getting better. They're getting better. Yeah. So yeah. it does go both ways. It's not completely selfish, but there is that. Oh, dude, I said 1%. 1%. Like, even if it is, like 90%, <laughs> we're both smashing. We're both smashing yeah, the microphones and our faces for some reason. On. We're just getting very animated over here. But, no, yeah, like... I just said, but, no, yeah, like, (laughs) anyways, we do things selfishly, and if it's 1% selfish, or 90% selfish, or 100% selfish, right, there is always a small component of selfishness, and guess what, that's okay. Yeah, because in our situation, at least... There's a bigger component of selflessness, right? Because the things we're willing we're willing to do to get that smile or get that giggle is like t- times ten. I'm putting in hours of work for a single smile to know I changed that person's life, right? So it outweighs itself. Big so time. I in that case, right, which is in a lot of cases, almost every single case for us, I like to tell people all of the time I say this. You might have even heard me say this before. I am selflessly selfish. Yeah, I've heard you say that you before. You heard me, yeah, right? We might have like, said it on the podcast before, actually. We might have. Yeah. Selflessly, selflessly selfish. And if you can be selflessly selfish... And you, that that's like the, the genesis of good intention. That's the origin of wanting to be a kind human being. Just not being a dick. Right. I would literally, you literally, I don't know if we just telepathically communicated. 100%. But I literally was thinking, felt don't it. be a dick. Vibration. Yeah, you, you felt it, right? Yeah. You felt it in the air. So it was there. Don't be a dick. Yeah. It goes far greater than that. It goes, I think it even goes further to, like, treat yourself. 
like like you it's what am i about to say like it's okay to be selfish for you like it's okay to be a hundred percent selfish for you to 99 percent be selfless to the world yes 100 you know percent. Like, yes i selfishly meditate not for anybody else mm. literally for me a hundred percent i selfishly work out for two and a half hours a day yeah sorry sorry that's my time not sorry i'm being selfish this is this is me I need this. Yeah. I, I get to do this. I need this. Okay, this is going to sound fucked up, but I think people need to be more selfish for what they need to prioritize in their life. Yes. In a way. In circumstance. Like, in, within, within circumstance. circumstance of right. course. We're Everything's not. within circumstance. Right. But, like, when it gets to the point of, okay, I'm working out five hours a day because I need it, grow up. <laughs> grow up grow up <laughs> yeah get your priorities straight but like if you know for a fact like me powerlifting fitness my life whatever like my path my purpose it's like okay i am in my moment when i'm working out i am in a meditative state oh. i'm surrounded by a community that like fucks with me and like it's just good vibes great energy it's like i love this I need this for my mental health, give or take, two, one and a half hours to two and a half hours a day. Competitively, too, for my competitive nature. Of course, of course, because you don't just do it. Yeah, to progress as well. It's like, mm -hmm. I need this and my diet side of things, because if, if I'm not putting the work in in the gym, and if I don't have the time for myself in the gym, then my diet is out the window, too. It's like, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to gain weight, and my... I'm going to be messing with you. all up here. So yeah. it's like, in this circumstance, yes, I'm going to be self selfish. I, I challenge the audience to really think about it for yourself. What is something that you can do every day that is selfish for you, that has nothing to do with anybody else, that serves you well, and really fills up your tank? Yeah. Putting your phone away for 20 minutes and not communicating with anybody. Because you don't have to. You don't have to. Something as simple as that. Like that, in, in some people's eyes, that's selfish because of all the people trying to contact you. No. Be, be selfish for a half hour. Yeah. And put your phone away. Right. And focus on some self-love. And don't worry about nothing but yourself. Because all you have is yourself. That's all you got. Until the day you die. You were put in this world alone. Unless you're a twin, obviously. You're put in this world alone. You're going to be put six feet under alone. Right. It's you. Granted, connectedness and human uh, interpersonal relationships are huge and add meaning to life. But I'm sorry. If you are getting buried, you're getting buried alone. Wow. End of story, really. Like, live yeah. for you. Live for you. Because, I mean, you come into this world... And you come out of this world alone. Yeah. Just you. We can't morph bodies. Now, kind of stemming back to our previous conversation, you can put yourself in others, but you'll always have you. I want to kind of take this conversation back to death for a second because I had a quote the other day. Yeah, of course. And it talks about risk. And I've been doing a lot of cool reading on risk recently and one of the quotes that i recently read 
I forgot if I read it or if I saw it, but it went something like, life is so risky that none of us make it out alive. Ooh, who said that? I know who said that. Who said that? It was some famous dude. Life is so risky, none of us make it out alive. Chesco is looking it up right now. And it, ma- it, it really puts things into perspective. Like, we think investing in a cryptocurrency is risky? Oh, let's think about the alternative. Okay, maybe I took it to... I, I missed that. Oh, I got uh, Albert Hubert said, do not take life too seriously. You will never get out alive. Who is that? Who is that? I guy? have no idea. But I don't, I don't know who said the quote you're saying. Oh. But that's that's another take on it. Well, I just referenced cryptocurrencies for the time that you were on your laptop. I heard I heard it, and I heard risk, and I'm not taking it. Sorry. I might. <laughs> I might put 500. I might throw down five. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a risky thing. Okay, fine. But also, think about the... Oh, go ahead. I, fear of risk. Taking risk. Being fear. fearful. But, right. like, but like, yo, I'm, I'm scared to throw down 500. What if 10 years down the line, I'm a millionaire? Right. Because, like, I'm going to die anyway. What's $500 long term? Talk about when to be risky. Like, oh, my gosh, now in our 20s? Yeah. It's the best time. Yeah, bro. Like... This conversation is really making me want to just take all of my checking account and put it in. Listen. Okay, fine. Listen. No, I'm what within reason. Precaution. Oh, that's another one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's another one. Ladies and gentlemen. Touch on. Ladies and gentlemen, and whatever you identify as, Zach does not take a lot of precaution. Okay? <laughs> well, it's, it, it's something he it, needs to work on. It's, you know, it comes and goes. <laughs> does I live it? a structured and an unstructured life here. You know, it, you need both. Yeah, okay. Okay. Let's not lay in the middle of the street. <laughs> you really Let's just had... not do it. Okay. Green light. You're laying down in the middle of the Bronx. Come on, man. Okay. You know what? Let's let's cr- let's look before you cross the street. I'll eat that. I'll eat that bullet. Thank you. Eat it. But tell digest <laughs> digest it. Let's look both ways before you cross the street in okay, the middle I, of the Bronx. I, I do. Okay. I do. Now, cuz I, I told you to. Okay, well, <laughs> you also can't see my peripheral vision. Oh I'm super aware. And when I laid down in the middle of the street, I knew for a fact that the diameter or the rate, whatever, diameter, radius, you, for all you geometry freaks out there. Okay, I don't know the, is it, I don't know if it's diameter or radius. What do you, what? Of I'm what? saying that the radius, if that's the term, of cars around me was zero. Zilch. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the like radius. There were the no- radius. There was nothing there. You know what I'm saying? It, it was the radius. Yeah, the the radius. Yeah, the radius. The radius of vehicles in the vicinity. Yeah, like the radar. Oh, is that? Oh my gosh, is that why radars are called <laughs> radars? There's no way. <laughs> Yo, we're onto something. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Okay, I have no idea. But I, I, I cal- it's calculated risk. I calculated it in my mind. That if I go out the middle of this intersection, and by the way, it was on like, it wasn't like in the middle of a freaking highway or like a busy road. It wasn't anything. It was like a. The, the more I describe it, the more and more it's gonna sound like I'm an idiot. So I'm just not gonna describe yeah, it. Yeah, let's just stop but it there. Let's just say that I calculated. I calculated well, it. Question. Yeah. Now is that structured or unstructured because of the calculation? So how does one live an unstructured life? If you need both, you need unstructured and structured. I'm gonna be honest. Never heard of that before. Don't. I might do it without even knowing it. So you need. We all do it. You I need think, to explain it. Okay. A little so bit. structured life is like setting goals, time blocking, 
understanding when you're going to do it and what you're going to do. Okay, I do that. Okay. Moment management. Moment management. Okay. To a T, moment management. Take now, a nap. Schedule it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's great, by the way. I don't want to dive into that, but that's awesome. Um, and then unstructured life is when the things that you don't plan come up and like how do you manage that or choosing on purpose to go off of your own beaten path go with the flow go with the flow and not just go with the flow because the flow makes it sound like you're going with somebody else's flow be water go with your flow be water like be the flow yeah listen man like are you riding the wave or are you the wave listen bro i took psychology okay okay i'm type b oh i'm very type b listen i'm type a i am type b so i will wake up and not hope for the best i just go with it man Mm. things happen the way they're supposed to happen everything happens for a reason yeah bro it's like I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to like, I got to do this and this and this and this. I'll get it done. I know me. I'll figure it out. Mm. It's going to happen. Like, just go with it. Yeah. Take what life gives you. You take it in. You give it out. Life gives you lemons. I make tequila with a lemon on top of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no way you just said that. I'm thinking about it. I love that. You work with what you got, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just go with it. I f- it is super important to be unstructured. With circumstance. Sometimes you you need to not be structured. Right. Reasonably speaking, it's important to be unstructured, but the structure is what I think grounds us. There's unstructure within the structure. Ooh. So, like, the foundation is laid... But, like, the rooms aren't placed. So there's still... In my life, at least. So, like, you could still think about color of the rooms and decorate, like, decoration. Are we, like, construction... Like, are we a construction management team now? I feel like all the metaphors that we make can just be applied in so many different ways, and... We just choose construction all the time? Yeah. Hey, man. It's just... It's what works. Yeah. It's going with the flow. Be in the flow. Talk about conversation. Like, talk about, like, the way you intend a conversation to go versus the way it actually goes because you were so in the moment and with the flow. Like, to to go with the flow takes a lot of listening. You can't plan for the flow. Yeah, bro, you can't. You can't plan for the crash. You can't. You know? So... You need intention, but at the same time, you don't. Right. Like, you need to be in, like, have intent to start a conversation... But don't have any intent where that conversation may lead. We're on the quad. You might say hi to somebody because you're intending to have a conversation with them. But what you talk about with that within that five minutes, who knows? Dude, all the time I go into these podcasts and I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about this, this, and this. And oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That you works know? really. Yeah, I go into these podcasts and I'm like, oh, th- today's this today's topic is death. Oh, I know what to talk about. And we wind up talking about lemons. <laughs> like, dude, you know what I mean? Dude, we're doing tests on the mic. <laughs> death, let's talk about it. And I'm like, oh, we're talking about death, death? today? <laughs> what yeah. the hell? I'm telling you. I just like, 
I know I'm gonna. I have an intent to have a conversation for a podcast, but what that conversation may be about, it'll be right. Yeah, it'll I, feel right. It'll end up the way I, I want it to end up, I guess, or how it should end up, or just how, how it's it, meant, to or end just up. how it ended up. Yeah, or it, just how it is. You know, it. Oh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So we asked the audience. Did today's conversation end up the way you thought it was going to end up? Never does, bro. Never does. What did you like the conversation? What did we talk about today? We talked about like death and structured versus unstructured and fear and Ooh, a bunch of different stuff. Precaution, having, you know, that taking death, risk. That death segment was pretty intense. Not going to lie. Yeah. I was feeling that. Gary V talks about this. Like someone came up to him randomly in one of his videos. He was on the street talking about like NFTs or like I don't know Ethereum. Just Gary V shit. Just Gary V shit. And he was like in a taxi or in his own like personal vehicle. And um, someone came up to the window and was like, three words of motivation, go." And he literally looked back at the guy or woman. I'm not exactly sure. And uh, he goes, "You're gonna die." Those are the three words he said. You're going to die. I love Gary Vee to pieces. I'm going to talk about him probably – I can't even count the amount of many times I'm going to talk about him on this podcast because he's been my role model and idol. He doesn't know it yet. I'm sure he will soon, right? But he has, he's a very impactful person, and for him to say to that person, you're going to die, you can almost see the change in mindset, the change in perspective, the change in the cognitive schemas. Yeah, because it's like, oh – like, yeah, I am going to die. Let's do something about it. Yeah, let's make the best of it. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? I ask you. Yeah, you listener. You listener, yes, I'm not talking to you. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Let's just start getting interactive. Make some comments. Ask, yeah. ask some questions. Send DMs. That. Yeah. Like, like DMs, repost. Do what you got to do. We got to post first. We do have to post. Yeah, we have we to get really. we got to get on top of that. We got to get on that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for sure, this was great. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, there's gonna be a lot of off the cuff stuff from like kind of from now on because there's only so many like so many topics to talk about. Yeah. So like, ladies and gentlemen, feel free send us ideas. If you want to be a guest, who knows. Might have you DM on. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to start getting personal with who we bring on. Yeah. You know, I think that's the next talking step. Talking about stories. Yeah. Just talking about just talking about anything. Yeah. What do we do? What do we do? We talk. Yeah, we do. The bone. Yeah. We talked. Yeah, we did. You just got to taste the bone. <laughs> <laughs>